Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ocean State Sidelines. Will Gagan here, sports editor of The Independent, alongside Brendan McGair of the Woonsocket Call and the Pawtucket Times, with special guest Molly Gagan. Uh, you might hear from her occasional baby talk, babbling, hopefully no crying. Maybe we'll get a prediction out of her. Maybe yeah. one of the games we talk about this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Maybe? Maybe not. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get right to it with uh, with some high school football. Uh, big games on tap, uh, at least if you're looking at last year's playoffs and, and the way things are shaping up this year. You got three championship rematches this week um, from last year. You have the rematch of the D3 Super Bowl, Pilgrim and Central Falls, D2, East Greenwich and Woonsocket, and the state championship, uh, Hendrickon and LaSalle. Uh, Hendrickon LaSalle game is a Friday night affair at Hendrickon. You know, if ESPN was kind of billing this, they would probably have like a matchup <laughs> exactly. weekend. You know, yeah, rematch, rematch week. I don't, I don't know. Something like Lee that. Lee Corso would be somewhere, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Herbie and all the rest of the ESPN crew. But, uh, you know, the big game, the coup de grace, LaSalle and Hendrickon, Friday night down at Hendrickon. Um, yep. It's an interesting matchup, well, in the sense that we have two, three-year stars at quarterback, and when you usually talk about those two schools, you don't really associate with that. Maybe you get one, two years max at that position, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's that'll be the most intriguing matchup, I think, the game within the game. Yeah, definitely, and that's that's really true. I mean, it's not a place where you're seeing a lot of people start as sophomores or start as as freshmen, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Nate Lucier for LaSalle and. Tom Camella for Hendrickon, really good QBs, you know, two of the best in the state along, uh, you know, with, with James Osmanski from North Kingstown who had a great game Friday night. Um, so it's going to be an interesting matchup because they don't always have stars at quarterback, these schools. Sometimes they win with, with running, sometimes they they just overpower you, um, but two really, really strong players at those positions this year. And two very well-decorated players as yep. well. Uh, Nate Lucier, you know, he was a Super Bowl champ as a sophomore. You can still remember his mad dash uh, into the end zone to beat Henrikin. And last year, Tom Camella, the uh, Hawks got some revenge winning the Division One championship. It wasn't a Super Bowl, it was a Division One championship. But, uh, yep. you, know, you know, I spent some time talking to the two head coaches this week, and it's interesting you know, Keith Croft said this game, you know, during the regular season, it's more intriguing because it's in the middle of the year, you're still trying to find your identity yeah. as a football team. Later on, players are injured, other guys step up. So from that, from the pop and pageantry standpoint, I think this one is more intriguing for right now because you don't know what you still have. They, you know, Hendrickson has been tested so far. LaSalle, not so much. They're coming off of back-to-back blowout wins. But um, the atmosphere should be very good. I know uh, Hendrickson, I think they'll have like, limited tickets available tomorrow mm-hmm. on Friday. So yeah. uh, if you want tickets, kind of similar to last week in North Kingstown, you better get there early and buy them early. Yep, and I, as I think back to my time at the, at the Warwick Beacon covering Hendrickson, you know, that, that regular season matchup often sort of set the, set the table for what the, what the championship matchup would be. And there were a number of times Hendrickson lost the regular season matchup, won the championship. Uh, and then I think a few years ago, LaSalle flipped that script when they won. Um, so you just never know with those two teams. Um, should be a good one Friday night in Warwick. Yeah, and then uh, also probably in the afternoon, you have the rematch of the D2 Super Bowl right now. East Greenwich taking on Winsocket. Uh, 
you know, different year, totally different script for Winsaka. They're a team that's struggling right now. Penalties have been an issue for the first three weeks. And East Greenwich, I don't know, you know, say for like Henrik and LaSalle, that's a, in North Kingstown, that's a very high-powered offense. Yeah, they're they're looking like a juggernaut right now with uh, Conrad Swanson, a quarterback. They moved all the way up to five uh, in, the, in the Rhode Island sports media poll with their dominant start. Uh, you get the the top four D one teams, and then and then D two East Greenwich making a little move there. So they've they've certainly looked like the D two favorite at this point, and uh, and they'll try to keep it rolling against Winsocket. And that D three game uh, that we mentioned, the, the Pilgrim Central Falls uh, Pilgrim, I think looking maybe like the D three favorite at this point. Uh, Central Falls lost a lot from last year, lost some of their really star players, lost a lot of their star power. And uh, another intriguing matchup, a game that I'll be at, is uh, Lincoln taking on Classical. And looking at the schedule right now, it was originally supposed to be a 7 p.m. game. It's moved up to 5. We can know why that's the case. It's a thing, a little thing called EEE. Um, hopefully this cold weather will hopefully get it's cold us weather. back on the Friday night schedule. <laughs> but Lincoln, I mean, they've come off two very impressive wins, yeah. uh, having uh, two back-to-back shutouts, actually, beating Woonsocket and West Walk on the road last week. And... That will be another test for them. That's a 5 o'clock game. And then uh, another one, a 7 o'clock game, Shea taking on uh, Cumberland. Uh, you know, Shea kind of, you know, they were cruising. They hit a little bit of a speed bump last week, losing to St. Rayfield. Cumberland, they kind of circled the wagons last week uh, at beating East Providence. So another good matchup in Division One. Almost kind of feels like at this point, well, even though so many teams make the Division One playoffs, it's almost like you're playing for seeding right now. Like you want to be able to say you get that, you know, quote unquote home field advantage in the quarterfinal mm-hmm. round with so many teams making it. So that's why games like this, Shave taking on Cumberland, for example, that's so important in terms of getting that head to head matchup when it comes down to tiebreakers later on. Yeah, it's almost like a, a college football vibe where every game is really important if you're especially if you're playing a contender. Uh, at this rate. And then some Saturday games. Uh, Tiverton North Smithfield, pretty good game in Division 4. Uh, Tiverton, the defending champ, North Smithfield, just blowing everybody out so far. They just they took, they took annihilated Smithfield yeah. last week. You don't see too many 60 to nothing games yeah. in the yeah, state, but crazy. that was unbelievable. And then uh, Portsmouth Central should be a good game in D1, two teams that have uh, played pretty well so far this year. Portsmouth uh, lost to NK in the opener. I think that was a game where maybe... NK was was better than we realized at that point, and Portsmouth was also better than we realized. So they're uh, they're up to sixth in the Rhode sports media poll. So it'll be also be interesting to see the uh, the skippers. Obviously, uh, you know, hard turbocharged atmosphere yep. last week. Uh, see how they bounce back when they try out the East Providence on Saturday afternoon. Yep, I mean they did it last year. You know, Hendrick ended up being their only loss. Um, there's still still a lot to play for. They wanted to play for that state championship, but you you basically have they had to win that Hendrickson game to do that. Unfortunately, we've talked about that before with the the new system. Um, hopefully, we can maybe get that change next year. We'll it, see what happens. It, it, next year is a new realignment. It is a new so. alignment. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, but there's yeah. still a formula for NK to get there. Yep, you know, it, obviously, it, it you know, happen. I'm sure NK, they're big LaSalle fans big on LaSalle Friday night. Fans. Yes, exactly. And, and they need somebody else to kind of, you know, between Cumberland, St. Ray's, and Shea yep. to kind of uh, you know, upset the apple cart, yep. so to speak. Yep, get some help. So. That's the, uh, that's the high school slate for this weekend, and uh, also a big football game in Providence. The annual Governor's Cup affair on Saturday, 12-30 game at Brown Stadium as URI visits Brown. Battle of two teams that are uh, looking for some good things to happen. Yeah, it's, uh, we look at the whole scope of Rhode Island college football this year, you know, between Bryant, Brown, and uh, URI. Only one win between the three. Yeah. 
you know. And that was a when two of them were matched up. Yes. Someone had to. Win Someone that had game. to win that game. But uh, you know, you know, you or I heartbreak hill once again last yeah. week Oof. against uh, Stony Brook. We were both at that game, and you know, I know it's a non-leaguer. Will and I know it's you know state bragging rights on the line, but you know for you are right. You just got to get that winning taste in your you mouth at get this that point. Win. Yep, they they absolutely have to. I think they'll they'll take out some frustrations, um, and they'll, they'll be looking to break through. I mean, last year you or I was head and shoulders above Brown, and I think you or I, even though they haven't got a win yet this year, they're a similar team this year, at least on the offensive side. Defense still trying to catch up a little bit, so they are I think have certainly have the edge over Brown, who's. Uh, who got the win over Bryant and then lost uh, lost last week? Yep, and uh, it's uh, it's back to the drawing board for both those schools. You know, Brown was coming off a uh, tough loss to Harvard last week. We'll see uh, how they kind of bounce back in the thir- the first home game of the James Perry era up there. Yeah. Actually, they've been on the road for the first two weeks, so we'll be interested to see what kind of crowd comes out. That's a twelve thirty kickoff on uh, the east side of Providence on Saturday, and meanwhile we will shift gears and. Look up to Brown. I mean, Brian, they are at Merrimack on Saturday, a newcomer to NEC play, a team that will also be on URI's schedule later yeah. on this year. You know, kind of similar station to URI. You know, just win, baby. You got to kind of get off the schneid. Yep. Another, you know, they had three games in a row at home. They lost all three. Now they go back out on the road here to see if they can, uh, you know, try to get even at NEC play. That's like we talked about last week. That's kind of like the true barometer of their mm-hmm. season, how they make out. And, you know, they got a newcomer to the NEC on the on the tap this week, so we'll see what they can do. Yep. And uh, I guess that's enough football for now. Uh, we can may as well talk a little basketball at this point, right? Yeah. I, I mean, football season has been a bit of a struggle for the uh, squads, like you said, so uh, maybe we turn the page a little bit. Uh, practice, official practices started uh, last week for some teams, this week for URI. Uh, they've been practicing, practicing yeah. in quotes for air quotes for quite a while. <laughs> just, just the summer, it yes. feels like. Um, but officially, uh, they're rocking and rolling, and uh, we're you know not that far away, about a little over a month away from uh, from the season opener. So, what do you think uh, of the Friars from what you saw? You I know you well, stopped by. Well, and the, what's interest was interesting to me is like they were practicing with a twenty four second shot clock. And for a team that struggled offensively last year, I think they were near the bottom in every key efficiency category. Ed Cooley looks like he wants to push the tempo. We want to get shots earlier. We don't want to, you know, get down to like ten seconds left and all of a sudden panic mode. We got to try to make something happen. Mm. Pushing the pushing the tempo is a key. And the other thing that struck me is, you know, the importance of having a point guard. Luan yeah. Pimpkins, you know, the, the uh, grad transfer from UMass. Make a difference. He's kind of been slow by a knee injury during the preseason. But having a, a point guard out there, someone who can, you know, both pass and look for his own shot, hunt for his own shot, I think that's going to be so key for the Friars this year. And that's going to allow guys like David Duke, Alpha Diallo, to maybe not have to worry so much about ball handling, but just when they get the ball, just attack. Yeah, that, and that's definitely going to make a difference. When you look at what went wrong last year, like you said, that was that was what they needed. Um, so a big addition there. As far as URI, we didn't get the opportunity to watch too much of practice, mostly the uh, the free throw portion, but got a couple of glimpses through the windows of Keeney Gym where they were practicing because the Ryan Center was in use for an event. Um, but the the one thing that stuck out just just from a quick glance was depth. Uh, this is a team that last year, you know, they didn't have a lot of bodies to begin with, and you know, some of their guys just were not up to the the level where you are needed them to be. So that you were looking at a 
seven man rotation by the end of the year with some with three freshmen in the mix. You know, in the the final game of the season, Jeff Doughton, Cyril Langevin, Fats Russell, Tyrese Martin all played more than thirty five minutes in that game. It was just not sustainable at that point. It was no surprise they hit a wall. Um, so it was a priority for them to increase the depth. They did it. They, you know, lots some departures, some arrivals, uh, a couple of JUCO guys, the transfer Antoine Walker from Georgetown, and what's shaping up to be a pretty good freshman class. And you can just see already the depth is going to make a difference in games, of course, but it's making a big difference in practice just with the competition level, the intensity. Guys are pushing each other. Yeah, and that's a good sign to see. You know, obviously Down and Langevin, if you know they're clicking, I think they're two of the maybe the top ten players in the Atlantic yeah. Ten. You know, but how they go, the rest of the team will go. They know what it's like to get to the NCAA tournament. You know, you, you guys talked to uh, um, Langevin and yep. uh, and down the other day. Mm-hmm. They basically said, you know, it wasn't fun sitting on our couches right. last March. Right. They and did not enjoy that. <laughs> they did not enjoy it. They know what it takes to get there under uh, Dan Hurley's leadership. And they'll be pushing these young guys because they're both seniors now. They yep. know there's no tomorrow. Yep. And they understand that they're going to need depth. They don't, like you said, they can't play 35 minutes a game and sustain that over the course of a season. You can do that in short bursts. Right. But long-term effect, you're going to need other guys to step on. But that's why, uh, you know, Coach David Cox, they brought in the depth pieces that they did. Yep, absolutely. And I think it'll, I think it'll make it a big difference for them. And, it, you know, they, their run last year toward the end of the year where they, they got hot, they made a little surprise burst in the A-10 tournament. That kind of set the stage for them. They have the depth now, and they, they should. That Their expectation is to be one of the top teams in the A-10. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens because uh, uh, both those coaches' polls will be coming out. Yes. Relatively soon. Big East Media Day is a week from today, actually. I'm not sure. I think Atlantic 10 Media Day is the week after. Yep. Down in, uh, I believe, in New York. In Brooklyn, yeah. At the Barclays Center. So yep. it'd be interesting to see because, you know, all the magazines that you see out there right now, the Blue Ribbons, the... Everything else, those are great, but you know, it'll be interesting to see what the coaches think more than anything. Those are the true polls that I kind of like put more stock into anything because they know what they're going up against. Yep, absolutely. Uh, any shout outs for you here, Mr. McGare? I will give a shout out to Rocco Baldelli, actually. You, uh, you know, one socket native, you know, great se- first season with the Twins, probably better than anyone expected. You know, got them to the uh, AL Central title. They got the fine honor of winning the division. They got to go play the New York Yankees. Yes, <laughs> tough task. Tough so, task, yeah. and uh, you know they begin that American League division series on Friday. You know the uh, Baldelli clan will be making the trip down to the big ballpark in the Bronx, so we hope to catch up with the family before they head down there. But uh, you know, just a, a great story from that perspective. Rocco has been in the headlines for a yeah. long time. Yeah, pretty cool. Just dating back to his Hendrickson days and his playing career, but it's nice to see him in the news for different reasons this time. And yeah. Being a manager of a first-year team that's going to the playoffs, that's quite the accomplishment. Absolutely. And uh, for me, just a, just a game to watch on uh, Monday, North Kingstown versus South Kingstown girls volleyball. Always a, a good matchup, good rivalry between those two schools. Uh, but this year, those two teams are emerging. Well, North Kingstown was already there. South Kingstown is emerging along with NK as the two best teams in the state. Uh, they're both undefeated at this point. I think uh, NK has one more matchup on Friday to uh, secure and make it a true battle of unbeatens. Uh, but yeah, should be a good one there Monday. That's uh, Monday night at South Kingstown. Hard to believe. Well, it's already October. I know. It's uh, we're talking about like the midway point of the yeah, high school football crazy. season right now. It's yeah, we it's just crazy. feel like we just got started, but yeah. lots more to talk about uh, next week, and that's when we'll be back. So everyone have a good week. Thanks for listening.